welcome to Your Arts Playground. This is a podcast from Seesaw, Western Australia's premier arts magazine. I'm Rosalind Appleby. And I'm Nina Levy. We're the editors of Seesaw magazine and we're here to give you the lowdown on all the new shows, concerts and exhibitions that are coming up in WA. Get ready for a fast, fun and furious 15 minutes, jam-packed with everything you need to know about the arts this month. Hi, Roz. Hi, Nina. Nice to be drinking tea with you again. Yeah, this month we're drinking China jasmine tea given to me by my neighbour. It's beautiful and it's fun to be chatting about the arts in WA in October. Yes. How are you? I'm really well. Roz, you know that I've been taking tumbling classes. Yes. Yes, at Circwest Circus School. Well, my teacher is a man called Nathan Kell, and he's a former member of Circus Oz, and he's got a show coming up. Oh, cool. So it's a fundraising event for Circus WA that's taking place on the 9th of October. It's called Friends of the Frio Big Top, and as the name suggests... It's at the Frio Big Top. Cool. It's for a great cause. Circus WA has got two new programs for Aboriginal youth and children living with disabilities, as well as their program that's aimed at developing young people as circus artists and, I quote, socially engaged adults of the future. Nice. Yeah. So as well as drinks and finger food, there is, of course, a circus performance described as a 360-degree immersive circus spectacle. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Nate's got planned for this show. Yeah. Yeah, he's working to music by Eric Sarty, among other composers. Yeah, one of my favourites. So, yeah, it should be really good. And what about you, Roz? What's your top pick for October? My top pick is actually one of Perth's best-kept secrets. Have you heard of the Darlington Quartet? I haven't. So they've been doing concerts in Darlington to a loyal Hills audience for around 30 years. In fact, some of Australia's best chamber musicians are in this group. So the violinists come from Wazo, Semra Lee Smith and Zach Roundtree. The viola player Sally Bowd is an ex-member of the Australian String Quartet and cellist John Tooby is also conductor of the Darwin Symphony Orchestra. So these amazing musicians are combining with pianist and long-term collaborator Graham Gilling and they're coming down the hill to perform at the Perth Concert Hall for a Music Aviva concert on October the 3rd. So they're going to play Mozart's Effervescent String Quartet Number no. 14, which is called Spring, and Amy Beach's Piano Quintet, which is quite a blistering intensity. And they're also performing a movement from Perth composer Emma Jayakumar's Bellbirds. Oh, yeah, I remember her. She she composed the music for Snugglepot and Cuddlepie, the ballet. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it'll be beautiful to hear her music again. And so it's going to be quite a stormy and also nature-inspired program. Nice. It sounds very appropriate for spring. Yes. Yes, exactly. And his, um, this, this quartet, the Darlington Quartet, are going to be replacing Piers Lane, the pianist who was unable to come into Western Australia. And you know, it's just sad we are still not able to get interstate performers into mm. WA, even towards the end of the year when I think people thought it might be possible So I really feel for organisations like Music Aviva. So the WA branch have had to cancel and reshuffle pretty much every program this year. Oh, gosh. But they have come up with some pretty thrilling alternatives like this one. And so I think it's going to be really nice for the Darlington Quartet to be performing to a wider audience. 
What's your top pick for October, Nina? Okay, so I'm really excited about the new offering from The Last Great Hunt, which is called Bite the Hand. Oh, cool. I love The Last Great Hunt. Yeah, I remember that you do. Yeah, and they're just always, I never manage to get tickets because it's always sold out. Yeah, yeah. Here's our hot tip. Book early if you haven't already. Uh, So, yeah, they're playing Sibiaco Art Centre, 12th to the 23rd of October. And uh, if you haven't seen anything by this local theatre collective, uh, we highly recommend that you do check out Bite the Hand by Chris Isaacs. Uh, So The Last Great Hunt um, presented this work during lockdown last year as an online show. And it was fascinating. It was performed live with each actor zooming in from their own home. And then they... Uh, live streamed the Zoom call. Now, I was not a huge fan of online arts in place of live performance uh, during lockdown, but Bite the Hand was absolutely terrific. Uh, As with everything by The Last Great Hunt, the technical side of things was incredibly slick with none of the usual painfulness of Zoom. Oh, good. Yeah. And the play itself, I guess you would call it speculative fiction. Yeah. So the premise is there's been scientific developments that have enabled pet owners to give their dogs the consciousness of a human. (laughs) Yeah. So owners Sam and Dale love their dog Alice so much that they jump at this opportunity. But as you might imagine, uh, Alice's as Alice's understanding of her place in the world develops, it's not all smooth sailing. Right. And like everything Last Great Hunt do, it's shot through with dark humour. Um, and as David Zampatti noted in his review of the Zoom version, much of that humour resides in, his, in Chris Isaac's exacting observations of what our dogs are saying to us without spoken language. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really excited to see this work in real life as it was absolutely engrossing on screen. And what about you, Ros? What else are you looking forward to this month? Well, I really want to talk about West Australian Opera because they've got a a big month in October. They've got the premiere of their Noongar Opera, Kulbadi Wurwardong, as part of the Awesome Festival, which we talked about a lot in our September podcast. So I won't go into too much depth except to just go, yay, it's about to launch. And then um, they've got their opera for the big kids, The Mm. Marriage of Figaro, from the 23rd to the 30th of October. Have you seen... The Marriage of I Figaro. haven't seen it, no. It's so funny. It's naughty and it's full of the most witty, luscious music by Mozart. It's about a class war where the underdogs, the serving class, come out on top and it was quite scandalous in its day. The play by Pierre Beaumarchais was banned by King Louis XVI for stirring up sedition Whoa. in the in the French working class. Yeah. So um, this production is coming um, straight from its premiere at the Opera Queensland in July. So it's a brand new production directed by Patrick Nolan. It's full of real emotionally rich characters. They're flawed, they're funny, they're tragic, they're very relatable. And it looks like West Australian Opera have assembled a good cast for this. The young servants trying to get married are indeed young, which isn't always the case (laughs) with opera. Baritone Jeremy Kleeman comes from Opera Australia. He's singing Figaro. And the Whopper graduate Prudence Sanders is Susanna. Superstar baritone Teddy Tahu Rhodes is the interfering Count Almaviva trying to win Susanna for himself. And the long-suffering Countess is Lisa Harper-Brown and Mezzo Amy Yaham is Carabino. So that'll be fun. 
And then also W Opera performing Nightingale again down in Albany. So Nightingale was a highlight of Awesome Festival for Mm. me last year. The story is based on the Hans Christian Andersen tale of an emperor who is enchanted by the singing of a nightingale but then loses interest and gets obsessed with a mechanical bird instead. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a simple story but with really complex themes of power and freedom, technology and nature. And it's presented in a way that helps the children go really deep. So the lovely thing about this production is it brings together so many elements that children love. It's got storytelling, magic, music, dance. And Nina, you would like this. The Nightingale is mimed by a dancer, Francesca Fenton. Oh, yeah. She's a lovely dancer. She actually only recently graduated from WAPA, uh, but People might have seen her in uh, Slow Burn Together at Perth Festival. Yeah, that's the great thing about this show. It's full of young performers. In fact, the song of the Nightingale is performed by a children's chorus, in this case featuring children from all over the Great Southern. So I just, yeah, if you can get tickets to that on October the 9th in Albany, it's just beautiful. Oh, it does sound lovely. And speaking of things that are happening outside Perth, uh, the Indian Ocean Craft Triennial Satellite Exhibition. So I know I talked a lot about the Indian Ocean Craft Triennial last well, podcast. It is big. It is massive. And this month I want to talk about the satellite exhibitions, which are happening um, in Perth, but also in regional parts of WA as well. Right. And there's heaps of them. It's a little bit tricky to find on the uh triennial website but if you go to the festival events tab and then click on month a calendar comes up and each Monday you can see a list of all the exhibitions that are on that week and my goodness they are long gosh uh one that really caught my eye was uh York Festival Rare and Endangered Crafts which only runs until October the 10th but I thought was worth mentioning uh as the name suggests it's part of York Festival uh which has its roots in arts and craft and was founded as an arts and craft market in 2015. So Roz I'm guessing you know what a luthier is? It's a person who makes stringed instruments. Yeah, that's right. And that's one of the rare and endangered crafts in this exhibition. Yeah. And there's even a workshop with Luthia Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate as in Wazo bass Mm -hmm. player. Oh, my goodness. So he, I did know that he makes uh, stringed instruments and he makes, he's made his own double bass. Um, And in fact, he's just finished up at Wazo um, at a recent concert. They did a beautiful tribute to him with all of the double basses playing when I'm 64. It was gorgeous. So obviously he's going to have even more time on his hands now to make instruments. That will be a stunning workshop. Yeah, I think so. And this exhibition also includes woodcrafts, potting, printmaking, blacksmithing, uh, the York Festival itself sounds completely yes, delightful. Yes, it does. Uh, as well as arts and crafts, there's music. There's a writer's program curated by Will Yeoman that's happening Saturday the 2nd of October. There are performances. Honestly, it sounds so good. Uh, and then there are all these other fantastic sounding exhibitions as part of the Indian Ocean Craft Triennial. Uh, I'm also keen to catch Carriers of Culture at Mossenson Galleries before it finishes on the 2nd of October. Uh, and Nada sells finders keepers at Mandaring Art Centre. Uh, and if you're in regional WA, it's definitely worth checking the exhibition website to see if there's a satellite exhibition near you. Uh, I love the sound of Craftable at Bunbury Regional Art Gallery, which brings together potters and weavers. Mm-hmm. So 
The ceramic element is 12 stacked sets of two plates in a bowl, each created by a different potter. And then the weavers are going to create placemats in colours and textures to complement the dinnerware. Gorgeous. Yeah, it sounds so nice. So these are all satellite exhibitions of the Indian Ocean Craft Triennial and there are so many more. We'll put details in the show notes. Speaking of festivals, yeah. the Ubud Writers and Readers Festival is coming to Perth. Cool. Super <laughs> cool. Really cool. One of the world's best literary festivals. And I think we have COVID to thank for this because um, Writing WA and the state government are working together on a hybrid festival that will be happening at the Recobite. And it's combining both live and digital events. So bringing, you know, the the big names and the creativity of this internationally renowned festival to Perth. Um, so we've got some half day passes to give away for That's this. Exciting. So if you're interested in heading to the Ubud Writers and Readers Festival, head to our competition page at seesawmag.com.au to enter. Nice. And Nina, we haven't talked about dance yet. No, we haven't. So Link Dance Company is presenting a double bill called Plan B at the Jeff Gibbs Theatre at uh, WAPA. Roz, do you know much about Link Dance Company? Yeah, so it's the, the WAPA sort of student dance. Yeah, it's a graduate dance company. Right. It's part of WAPA's dance honours program. And so students are company members for a year and then yeah. they graduate. Uh, they've got a double bill coming up. So there's a new work from Link director Michael Waits, which is called Life. Uh, we haven't got a lot of info at the time of recording, but it's described as acting as an antidote for uncertain times, which frankly sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael himself uh, danced with the great Pina Bausch, the mother of dance theatre, and you should definitely look her up if you haven't heard of her. And his work always feels infused with the unpredictability that he no doubt learned to embrace under her direction. Uh, the second work on the program is Shanghai Bolero by French choreographer Didier Theron. So Link presented the work for the first time in Australia in 2015. So it's one I've seen before. Uh, the work takes Ravel's 1928 work Bolero, which oh, I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, it's a piece that's designed, as you know, around repetition and accumulation, yeah. but it pushes those concepts even further. In fact, the work is played through three times. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's a lot. So although the movement vocabulary is very is relatively simple, the patterning is very complex and the demands on the dancer's mental stamina are huge. So it's quite an engrossing work to watch. And challenging. Very for the challenging dancers. for the dancers. Yeah. yeah. That's all we've got time for today. That's a wrap. See you Nina. Bye Roz. You've been listening to your arts playground the podcast that keeps you up to speed with shows, concerts and exhibitions in WA. For more information on what's on, head to WA's premier online arts magazine, seesawmag.com.au. And if you like what you're listening to, buy us a coffee while you're there. This podcast was recorded by Rosalind Appleby and Nina Levy and mixed by Gemma King on Wajak Noongar Buja. The theme music, Newsy Hipster, is by Josh Hogan and Ned Beckley of Envelope Audio. We acknowledge the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Thanks for joining us in Your Arts Playground.